0: Hello and welcome to Improbable Things. I'm Jay Grace Pennington and this is my podcast where I share six improbable things before breakfast, which is six thoughts about reading, writing, or science fiction. So happy to be with you all this morning and let's dive in for the day. So number one, I started doing a blog post series so I did this last year where I took all my 2020 reads which were I think there were 61 of them in 2020 and I decided to review all of them on my blog <laughs> but a very short reviews like a paragraph or two at the most and I did five books per post and it was a lot of fun to go back over my reading list um, to revisit everything and also share with people how I'd Felt about the different books, my thoughts on them, etc, and I really have wanted to do it again for the books I read in twenty twenty one so I finally got started on that. It had just been so hectic in January with moving and everything, and then I wanted to finish firmament Eletheria, so anyway, I finally sat down and I published the first post yesterday with my first five books, so if you want to check that out, just. Go to jgracepennington.com, go to my blog, and you can see all my little mini book reviews for my 2021 reads right there. I'm excited to just go back over all, the, all of them because I read some great books last year, uh, a few not so great, and uh, I always enjoy sharing those and hoping people can maybe get some ideas of what they would like to or would not like to read. So number two, speaking of reviews, So, the last book I published was called If Stars Can Break the Darkness Down. And I think I shared about it recently. It's just a collection of poetry and prose that I wrote during my 20s um, over about a six year period. And uh, it was definitely a departure. You know, all my other books are novels, and so this is very different. But it was very important to me because it's pieces that are very, um, very vulnerable. Uh, subjects that are very close to my heart and um pieces that I really thought could encourage others that have gone through or are going through some of the th- same things that I've been through. Um and the people that have read it have let me know that they liked it, but uh I was very sad recently because it has no re- had no reviews on Goodreads or Amazon and it's been out let's see since last May, so quite a while with no reviews at all. Um, so I was always a little bit bummed out about that. And then just the other day I saw on Goodreads that, um, it had been reviewed and it's a girl that has read my firmament books and really enjoyed them. And so she wanted to read this and it does seem like it really spoke to her and the review is really sweet and, um, just really meant so much to me to hear from someone Not only for me to hear from someone but that that someone took the time to put out there their thoughts for other people and just reviews really mean a lot to authors it's not only hearing from people who have read and cared about the books which is of course amazing but it's also important just for visibility books that have more reviews get more um attention and more traffic and things like that so anyway just meant so much to me and I'm going to share an an excerpt from that review on my Facebook a little later and just hope that I would love to get some more reviews of all of my books because again, it does help with with traffic and everything, but like also it just is so meaningful to me to hear from people that have read it. I put so much work into my books and knowing that it's meant something to someone is absolutely the the greatest thing in the whole world. (laughs) So number three, uh, along the same lines, or at least along the lines of writing, I mentioned, I think last week, that I'm going to try to start working on the next Firmament book later this month because I'm kind of in that zone, and I was really enjoying spending time with those characters. And so I thought I might as well kind of ride that wave and get working on it. So I would like to go ahead and announce the title of the next one, um, for the very first time right here. And so the last book I finished was called Eleftheria and that was book seven. And so the title of book eight is humanoid. And it's one that I've been really excited about ever since I planned the series. And, uh, I, I'm really excited about the, the basic kind of idea of it, but I already know without even going back to look at it that it has basically no plot, <laughs> which is a common problem for me when I start writing books. And But a lot of times I think it has a plot, and then when I sit down to write, I realize it doesn't, but at least this time I'm ahead of myself because I already know that there's basically nothing there except the core of the idea. So I'm going to have to sit down before I start writing and really flesh that out, work on the outline. But I think it's going to be a really cool installment, and uh, I know I have to get Eleftheria out first, but um, after that, I'm excited to finish up (laughs) Humanoid and share it with everybody. Well, number four, uh, I love reading to my kids. I've talked about that before, but normally I've been reading them little kid books, like board books, or we graduated a while back to reading like Dr. Seuss books and things like that, but I I thought they might be getting old enough where they can appreciate some slightly longer books, and so I decided to test the waters by reading Mrs. Piggle Wiggle to them. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever read Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, but it was a huge favorite of myself and my siblings when we were young. I used to read it at lunch to them, and they're just super funny old children's books and they're all about this little old lady that lives in an upside down house in a small town and she's a wonderful friend to all the children and she understands children and loves them and so all the parents in the town will call her up to ask for her help with whatever problem their children are having whatever way that they're misbehaving or a little boy that won't pick up his toys a little boy who's selfish and doesn't want anyone to touch his things, Um, siblings that are constantly arguing, children that don't want to go to bed, just very common childhood ailments. And she gives the parents remedies, which usually either, uh, sometimes they're magical and sometimes they're just practical, but they usually involve just exposing the children to what their behavior really looks like in some form or another or where it will really lead, which is great. And so I've been reading those to my kids and my oldest, Violet, who's three. She definitely at least has some understanding of it because I'll ask her afterwards, like, what was that story about? And she can tell me some things about it. So that's been great. We're almost finished with that. And um, I need to think what might be a good one to read to them next. Because I don't think they're quite ready for, you know, like children's classics such as Narnia or Little House on the Prairie, those things, I really want to read them. I don't think they would appreciate those yet, but I think they've been enjoying this. So I need to find some other kind of similar level things to read to them. So number five on my currently reading, I'm reading my book club book for the month, which is called The Girl with the Louding Voice. And uh, it's interesting because it was not one that I voted for to read for the year. It just didn't really appeal to me. Um so first I'll just give a little overview of what the book's about. It's about a young girl um in Nigeria who just wants an education and wants to um just be able to better her life. You know, she lives in a very poor town. She's kind of sold off to be married to an older man, like you know, a lot of things like that that sadly are very common in other areas of the world and she's very smart and wants to learn and and um you know has big dreams or not even that that big but just things we would take for granted like um having an education you know f- and just having being able to be a teacher and help other women just you know it's and she's a really sweet smart girl and just trying to fight for herself anyway it it didn't really a- appeal to me because um just i don't know just the story didn't sound that interesting and then also Sometimes if it's not an author I'm familiar with, or you know, I'll I tend to go into books, modern books again if they're if I don't I'm not familiar with the author, worrying that there's going to be some kind of agenda or am I going to be able to take this, you know, at face value? Like there's just so many books th- that I've read more recently that it's just hard to really enjoy because they clearly are pushing something rather than being there for the sake of the story. And I was a little worried about that, but um, I've really been enjoying it a lot more than I expected. It's, it's really well written. It feels, I'm, I'm definitely curious to research it afterwards, but it definitely feels very, very honest and natural about how things are and, and how people think um, in different parts of the world, which is always interesting to learn more about and it's also what's interesting is it's it's written so it's in first person and you know this is a young girl who english is not her first language and so it's written in just the way that she says things like the grammar will be different or um just just the the way that someone might speak that isn't used to speaking english is how it's written and sometimes that can be you know distracting from the story or not be done well but I feel like in this book it is really um, done really well and it is helping me really feel like I'm in the head of this character so I'm about three-quarters of the way finished with it and um, yeah so I've, I've been pleasantly surprised by it I just wasn't sure what to expect and I've been enjoying it I think it'll be a good a good um, book club discussion the so number six uh, we recently watched the movie Shang-Chi and what is it, The Legend of the Ten Rings? I don't even remember the whole title. (laughs) But the recent Marvel movie. uh, We are just behind on Marvel. We don't really keep up with it as much as we used to, but we did sit down and watch this one a few nights ago. And I enjoyed it. It it wasn't the best movie of all time or anything, but it was solid. It was well-written, good story, enjoyable characters, really enjoyable action scenes. Um, And then I... Um, I just thought it was, you know, it was solid. It was a solid, you know, B minus, B plus, I don't know, but we we enjoyed it. And um, one thing that I did think uh, was interesting was that, and again, this is kind of along the same lines of agenda, is that there was a good, you know, bit of feminism in it, which, And the interesting thing about it was that, you know, I don't agree with that message and I didn't care for that being in there, but it really didn't bother me because it was so organic to the story and naturally implemented. And I'm just always fascinated by that. I think I've talked about this topic before in the podcast, but um, I'm going to talk about it again because I'm just so interested in this. So there's a lot of other Movies I've seen recently, including some Marvel movies where feminism is very strongly pushed and it just gets very annoying to me. <laughs> and it's because not only do I not really agree with the message, but it's just so like pushy and I guess preachy. Like it feels like instead of telling you a story, they're trying to, to just teach you a lesson <laughs> and nobody likes that. That's not what anybody wants. When they sit down to watch a movie or read a book, we want to, we do want to walk away with something, but we want to enjoy it. And, you know, if we feel like something's being pushed on us, I don't think it's very likely to be received into the heart. And so you want to tell a good story, I think, first and foremost. And I did think that in this movie, Shang-Chi, the feminism in it, it fit into the story that was being told. It, 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 it worked because it wasn't forced, or at least it didn't feel forced to me. Like it felt like it flowed naturally out of the story and what the story was about. And you know, there's military training in Asia, and it felt very natural that, you know, a, you know, if a woman not being able to or not being allowed to train with the men, and Wanting to train because you know her father is the, um, the leader of the army, and she wants to be a part of the the family and a part of a part of all that. And so, I feel like I'm not really explaining my thoughts on this very well. It's early in the morning, but I just thought that it it didn't it wasn't bothering me every time it came up like a lot of other movies. It just it just worked, and even though I don't agree. It, it wasn't just bugging me every time. And I think I'm so interested in this topic because that's what I want. Like I have messages that I want to convey that people may not agree with. <laughs> and I want to be able to do that in a way people can receive. And I think the only way to do that is if it flows naturally from the story, if it makes sense with what's going on and it fits into the plot and it fits with the characters instead of being pushed onto it or kind of like tacked on top of what's already there, if it's really a part of it. And So I'm always interested to see other stories that I feel do this well, regardless of what the message is, because I want to do it well and I want to study how it's done. And so anyway, that's just what I've been thinking about ever since I saw the movie, because again, that's what I aspire to. And I hope that, I really believe that the way to do that is to Put the story first, and if you have a message you want, then you build a story around that message instead of putting the message on top of the story. Like I really do believe the message can come first, but it just needs to be truly integrated and truly work organically with the plot rather than being kind of like two separate things that then kind of just end up clashing and you're not going to make any effect on your audience. So that's what I've been thinking about hoping to apply that to my next formament book, among other things. And uh, yeah, I'm just always on the lookout for messages in the things I read and watch and how they do it, whether it's done well or, as, as often the case, not done well. So anyway, those are my thoughts for the day. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. Please let me know your thoughts about good read-alouds for young kids, about messages in media, or anything else you'd like to chat about. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful day today, and stay improbable. Bye!